play music uh to open our postgame show uh to signify the mood of this podcast whether the browns won whether the browns lost the scoreboard says that the browns won did they yeah what the hell happened what happened in that football game Yes. Somehow, the answer is some, yes, it some, happened. Because chances are, no matter what you say, it happened. Yeah. Jeez. Listen, uh, I've, I don't think I've ever experienced a win that feels much like a loss as this does. Ah, you're, that's, hmm. You're not feeling very positive right now, are you? Well, I'm positive we won, but like... You feel like we didn't deserve to win this game? Is that? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, because you could debate that possibly. But how? Here's my thing. How many times since 1999 have we been in a wacky game such as that one, and somehow found out found a way to come out on lo- the losing end? Oh, plenty of times. Exactly. Plenty so it's like of times. So it's like we actually came out on the right side of a wacky. Uh, zany, crazy game like this, and we actually won. I don't know how to feel because all I know is losing these games. I don't know how to. I don't know how to react to winning these games. Yeah, I mean, the, probably the weirdest game last year was the game at Houston where we scored like two touchdowns on defense and one on special teams. And, yeah, but that game was not close at the end. Right, we, so, we won that game by like three it, touchdowns. It was in like twenty-four to six or whatever. So like, yeah, this game. Yeah. We had to score a touchdown with 15 seconds left on fourth and goal from the one after we had first and goal from the one. Yeah, that whole sequence was just um, poorly controlled. I mean, you got you and got we, we locked out. <laughs> you, you know, first down, great defensive play. It was actually a really, uh, really well thrown ball by PJ Walker. Da- yes, David and Joe, who's going to catch that for a touchdown, it was a great play by the defender. Second down, P.J. Walker fires a bullet of a shovel pass that ends up hitting David Njoku in the face rather than his hands or, like, in his chest on that little, like, uh, that, that that play that the Chiefs run all the time with that uh, that tight end uh, shovel pass. Yep. Uh, it was actually BG, open, BG, but he just, he just, you know, fired it so fast that Njoku wasn't ready for BG it. B.G. also uh, runs that play. Uh, I bring up B.G. because, uh, <clears throat> well, we'll get to them at the end of the episode, but. Second win in a row, third uh, out of four. At, well, main thing is, who did they beat? Oh, yeah, well, that we'll get into later. Oh, okay. Um, third down was, what happened on third down? Third down was oh, a rollout to the to the right, and there was yeah. nobody open. He threw it away. Or he airmailed well, it. Yeah, no, he airmailed it. The guy, the guy was open in the back of the end zone. He just threw it over his head. Um and then fourth down, we, we literally get in by the by the hair on our chinny chin chin. Yeah, literally. But that's all Kareem that matters. Hunt gets the ball to the goal line, not even to the blue of the yeah. end zone. I mean, the, but... the way that they lined up on fourth down, you knew that they were going to run it. And and again, how many times in a situation like that would we have just gotten stonewalled at the one yard line and lost the game? Many times, and you know, I'm on the record as somebody who hates running the ball at the middle on third and one or fourth and one. Yeah. So here, 
Yeah. Here's I, my thing. I think for me, if they were going to run it there, they should have just done it on first down. First or second down. Yeah. Yeah. Because not only that, obviously, for me, first down or if you want to do it on fourth down because you just threw three straight incomplete passes on first, second, and third, you run it on fourth down. You could not run it on second or third down because you had no timeouts, and if you got tackled before the line uh, to gain, you probably end up losing the game anyway because the clock runs out. Or maybe you're able to get up. but Because because if you run on third down you can't and you get stopped, you can't spike it. Yeah, third down was not – you had to be a pass on third down. Yeah, and if, sure. and if you run it on second down – you then most likely have to spike it on third, or you rush to run another play on third down, right? And then you're essentially you're wasting a down. Yeah. So for me, it's you run it on first down when you still have enough time left to where if you get stopped, you can still line up, get a play, and and go. Or you did what the Browns did and run it on fourth down, and holy crap! Luckily that worked. You know, this brings me to a point I brought up in the game. Pretty much every time the Browns are on fourth down today, I hated the decision that Kevin Stefanski made. Yeah. And yet every single one ended up working. Yeah. I mean, hey. It was credit, incredible. The, the run at him. the end of the game, the decision to punt the ball when they were down by, well, actually, I, in the first half, and when they were at the, like, 40-yard line, it was, like, fourth and three, they decided to punt the ball. And instead— yeah, I think it was fourth they, and four, they, like, their own 45. They back up Indianapolis with a sack, and then— a strip sack fumble that ends yeah. up being recovered for a touchdown, so that I mean, couldn't we, have we worked just, any better. We went through, we went through the the uh, we went through the stretch uh, at the end of the game just then, but I mean that that decision ultimately led to probably the play of the game, which was Miles Garrett's strip sack touchdown. Yeah, uh, just before halftime, uh, because the Browns, and obviously we're going to get into it. Um, Outside of Miles Garrett, the Browns defense looked like shit today. That's exactly what you have to say. Miles Garrett yes. was excellent today. He's the other ten guys on defense were terrible. Yeah, I mean Denzel Ward had an interception, so you know that was good. But but you know they looked like last year's defense. They could not stop the run. They couldn't tackle in the secondary. They blew. Oh my god, they, tackling was horrible today. They blew a coverage the first drive of the game after they scored on a seventy-yard run. They gave up a sixty-yard uh, pass play on a blown coverage. Mm. The defense looked like last year's defense. But Miles Garrett, who is now firmly in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, there is absolutely no doubt about it now. No debate. He said, nope, we are not losing this game. And he made several plays, not only just on defense. The dude jumped over the line on a, on a kick and blocked the kick. Blocked the field goal. Special teams he was making plays. He was incredible today. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Superstar. Yeah. Superman. You know? Two sacks. One was a strip sack, which was a touchdown. And then the blocked field goal, which was returned all the way to the 30-yard line, which the offense did really nothing with, but they got three points off it because it got returned all the way into scoring range. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it was a great game by him. I thought Jerome Ford had a really good game. Had a 69-yarder right at the start. Yeah, that was excellent. You know, he didn't hey, do a whole heck of a lot right after that, but, I mean, that's a case of one play making your day pretty much. Yeah. You know, um, I wonder how banged up he is. Did he was, Did he come in after came, he got – came out with an ankle. I don't know if he was – he was not back in at the end of the game, obviously, but they were on the goal line, so that might have been why. Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously Deshaun Watson didn't make it through this game. You know, his status continues to be just super weird. It seems like his it's, his arm it, is about as it's weird it's about and, as tender as a Thanksgiving turkey right now. Well, it's weird, and uh, there's I don't th- listen. I, I'm not going to get on Stefanski. I thought, like you said, Stefanski, all the calls he made. On, on, on certain situations, end. ended up working out. I didn't so, like him at the time, listen, but they worked. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get on him for that. There is obviously a disconnect between him and and Deshaun Watson because even even after the game, Kevin Stefanski was asked who's playing quarterback in Seattle, and he basically said Deshaun Watson. They asked Deshaun Watson after the game, "Are you going to play quarterback next week in Seattle?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> There's something going on there. There is a miscommunication, a disconnect. Something is going on. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure. We're able to mask it because we won the game. If we had lost today, they'd be talking about. Well, yeah. Listen, and number one, and I'm not. I don't really want to spend a lot of time going here because we won the game, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. If we would have lost today's game, I would have been on this show saying that the season is teetering. I'm probably rightfully so, especially given the results that happened elsewhere in the division today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because you would have lost to uh, another team that's going to be fighting f- with you in the wild, wild card, card, who would have had the hammer on you, yep, mm-hmm. and you would have fallen to three and three, and you would have been tied for last in the division. Yeah, with only uh, ahead of Cincinnati on tiebreaker. Yeah, with looking like Cincinnati is starting to get their their act together. Yeah. So, um, this game uh, was actually an enormous game. Yeah. So. So, oh, so, yeah. so even though a bunch of cockamamie stuff went on during this game, the fact that we ended up one point better than the Colts when the clocks hit zero is absolutely enormous. That's ultimately what matters. Did you go 1-0 this enormous. week? enormous. Yes, you did. And it makes it so, obviously, you want to win next week in Seattle. Seattle's going to be a very tough place to play in Seattle. So if the Browns play like they did today in Indianapolis, in Seattle, they're going to lose. The problem, or, or the, the the saving grace is, that's an NFC game after you just pocketed an AFC win. So if you if you can't if you can't win in Seattle, it's not the not, biggest. It's not, not the, the biggest problem. It's not the end of the world because you have a home Granted, game. You want to win, especially given oh, what absolutely. else is going on inside the division. We'll get uh, to that. Hundred percent. The Browns have to keep winning. Because they're four and two, they're well. I was about to say they're playing well. They did not play well today. Outside of Miles Garrett, they did not play well today. So I can't say they're playing well. But uh, yeah, everybody in the division, you're four and two, and you're essential. You're in third place at four and two. Yeah, because toughest just, division in football. Yeah, five and two, four and two, four and two, three and three. Yeah, that is the division, and boy. Boy, uh, are you going to come clean on your Baltimore Ravens take? No. I, I believe you said No, that, I'm not going to. I believe you predicted them to only win five games this year. I did. They're, they, they've they won five they're, games. They're, they're going to go over that now, so I will come clean on that. But I'm, not, I'm sticking to it to the bitter end on the Ravens because the bottom line is it only takes one injury to ruin that team. We've seen that the sure. last two years. That's true. Like, for the Ravens, I'm pretty much going to be a hater all the way up into the playoffs. Hey. If I see Lamar Jackson actually trotting onto the field in January, yeah. then okay. Yeah. Then it's real. If, if I don't see that, then I'm, I'm not worried. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I respect that. Uh, you're gonna stick to your guns, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. Even about, though about they the were damn good thing. today, and made the Lions look silly. The interesting thing. Oh, yeah. Listen, I don't think like the sky is not falling for the Lions, but they were they were they were um, served a nice heaping slice of humble pie today. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, speaking of humbling, uh, I want to get back to the Browns for a second. Mm-hmm. Can we stop with the we're the best in the world with the Browns defense thing? The whole bravado and the the nonsense of the team saying we're the best in the world. All this BS. They were even saying it again today after the game today. You guys sucked today. You guys weren't the best of nothing. If it was Miles Garrett who was saying it was that, not, Miles I, w- I would have been okay with that. But it was otherwise, not Miles Garrett. No. Miles Garrett posted the the uh, a picture of himself with his arms open after one of his sacks with the caption "Are you not entertained?" with the uh, ode to the Gladiator. Oh, that's a fantastic, a uh, fantastic caption for this game. I am always of the opinion of quiet confidence is better confidence. I'm not I'm not let your play do the talking. And I get it. You guys everybody everybody and their mother last week said that the San Francisco 49ers were going to kick our ass coming into uh Brown Stadium and we beat them. I get mm-hmm. it. I get, you know, being hyped and for the win whatever. because of the defense. Right. Yeah. I I but you cannot come out the very next week and look like you did and say you're the best at anything. You gave up 38 points today. Yeah. 38. Ain't the best of nothing. To Gardner Minshew, by the way, who rushed for two touchdowns on your ass and was shimmying like he was freaking, you know, like the MVP of the league. Gardner Minshew, the guy that threw three interceptions the week before, you gave up 38 points to. Gardner Minshew today was 15 of 23. He had 305 yards. He had two touchdowns in the air and two more on the ground. Uh, the yeah, guy was Gardner Minshew. You yeah. had Trailer Park Baker Mayfield stunting on your ass today. Yeah. Colts rushed for 168 yards on the ground. Oh, that's another thing. Josh Downs. Who's Josh Downs? He had uh, 125. A, a yeah, yeah, 125 yards in the touchdown today. Yeah. You know the Browns couldn't cover him. 60 yards on the first play. Or on the on the, the, on the Colts first drive. had receptions of fifty nine and seventy five. Oh well, that's today. because that's because Michael Pittman made a catch, and then we just decided we wanted to tackle with our shoulders instead of our arms. That that play angered me so much. Not I, only, well, I thought that not play was, only was I thought that, that a play terrible was, play. I thought that was the game. But play. yeah, I mean, we were up by two with under six minutes left in the game. Yeah, and you give up that, and you know that your offense is challenged. Yeah, due to somewhat due to personnel and somewhat due to for other reasons. You know, it was not a given that they were going to come back and score again. You know, like you said, you thought in all likelihood the game was done at that point. And, I mean, most people on the group text kind of thought that too. Yeah. You know, but uh, the Browns defense actually did one of the you know few good things they did today other than the touchdown. <clears throat> Came out and got the Colts three and out immediately after the offense ended up going three and out. Yep. Giving them another chance. And... We had an Elijah Moore sighting on that final drive. He had a 30-yard catch. That we was did. huge. Yeah. You know, David Njoku had a couple of big catches down the stretch. And again, I nearly had the touchdown catch. It had not been for a great defensive play by the corner. Yeah. Listen, I am. Um, I think that Elijah Moore is being put in situations where he cannot succeed. This whole 
running him side to side and behind the backfield and pitching him the ball behind the backfield and, you know, lining him up as a running – like, that that's all nonsense. Just put him in the slot and let him operate. I did want to go down this road today because during the game today, I had said that he looks like a programmatic non-fit. Now, is that because the Browns are scheming and using him incorrectly, or does he just not fit into what they're trying to do on offense? Well, I, I mean, I tell you, he, he, like you said, he did make a play down the stretch uh, that we needed uh, in the fourth quarter. That was a really big play. Um, yeah, I just think... I just think they had an idea for what he could do in the offense, and I just don't think it was a good idea. He had four catches for fifty-nine yards. He was actually our leading receiver. I think he's a listen. I think he's a good player, but I I think he's a good player if you put him in the slot and let him beat uh, linebackers on third down. You know. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to pitch him the ball. I don't want him, you know, running, you know, maybe an end around or reverse fine once every once in a while. Although they've run that with Marquise Goodwin the last two weeks, and that's worked out really well for them. Um, so I like that. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I I just don't think they're using him correctly more so than anything. Hmm. I think he's a really talented receiver. Well, maybe but... the, his – play today and particularly in the second half today maybe that will get him going a little bit and maybe the you know that will get a little more continuity with him you know David Njoku again five catches 54 yards he had a pretty good game Amari Cooper kind of a tough day just two catches for 22 yards despite eight targets but he made a huge play at the end of the game that doesn't show up on the stat sheet so he ends up catching the corner on the third down and I think it was third down and 10 from the thirteen. Uh, catches the corner with a double move. He grabs, ends up drawing an illegal contact, which that was the play where we had the fumble, which would have ended the game. Um, it's it's always so crazy when you think there's a decisive play like that and one side is celebrating everything, and then you just see the line appear on the bottom of the screen, flag. And you're <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. And there's just this, like, wait for a second, and you're just, like, on pins and needles. It's like, oh, what could this be? And sure enough, you know, we get a call there. Then there was a call after that um, on Peoples-Jones where he was getting held in the end zone. Whether that ball was catchable or not, I didn't think it was catchable. So they they could have picked that one up, yeah. in my opinion. But the first foul, I definitely think, was a foul. Uh, but I think it does underscore another point that with the game on the line, and mm -hmm. NFL refs showed this in several of our games last year, Hell, they showed it in the Super Bowl, too. They are not averse. Almost all of NFL officiating crews are not averse to throwing flags on game-deciding plays. Right. They call plays pretty much the same way at the beginning of the game to the end of the game, which, although it can be annoying at sometimes if there's a big call against your team at the end of the game, I tend to like that better than the NBA's model where they just do not call fouls inside the last minute of a tied game under any circumstance it seems yeah you know so you know you take the good with the bad I mean the Browns certainly got the good today um, again I my opinion was the first flag on Cooper was absolutely a flag the guy tugged him just as he made the double move agreed the the second one you could have picked way. up but you could I could have argued that they could have throw, called holding instead of pass interference which would have put the Browns at the four instead of the one 
Well, but, uh, the ball was already yeah. in the air, so you don't call holding at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. It's PI. But he was mm. – I mean, he was yank- – the only the only argument on that one you have is the that the ball was uncatchable. Uncatchable ball. He was yanking on his arm. Yes. Like, it's not like he didn't touch him. Like, he was clearly mm. yanking. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you there. So, I don't know if we have any Colts fans who listen to our podcast, but, you know, yeah, tough, tough break. Yeah. So, after all this... Oh, by the way, uh, before you move on, I don't know if you were moving on to the rest of the NFL, but uh, listen, he won it last week, and by God, he better win it again this week. We need to give some love to our kicker. Uh, Yeah, we do. Absolute nails, man. This is a guy that we... Here's a guy... That we traded for at the end of camp when our fourth-round, second-year drafted kicker flamed out. We traded for him, and the book on him was he's great from 49 in. Anything over 50, he's about a coin flip. Yeah. The guy's missed two kicks all year. Yeah. He set an NFL record today. I don't know if you knew about this. He set an NFL record today. He is the first kicker in NFL history to make a 50-plus yard field goal in five straight games. Wow. Justin Tucker's never done that. Most kickers Uh, never get a chance to do that. Adam Vinatieri's never done that. Uh, You know, you go back Morton Anderson, uh, but, but, you know, the great kickers of today. Jason Elam. Yeah. Rob Baronis. None of them. Fat, drunk, and stupid. None of them. Fat, drunk, and stu- fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. That's an inside joke uh, between uh, our families and your dad about Sebastian Janikowski. So, broader point here: Dustin Hopkins, four of four on field goals, three of three in extra points, had a long of fifty-eight, which, oh by the way, was in the fourth quarter to give the team the lead. Wow! So it was a clutch kick as well as a great kick. And now. That was another fourth down decision I didn't like. The fact that we decided not to go for it, didn't punt either, didn't pin them deep. We decided to go for a 58-yard field goal, and it's good. So Stefanski, again, just getting everything right with the fourth down decisions today. And on a broader point, we mentioned the block field goal, which mm-hmm. led directly to points. Yep. Corey Bajorquez, five yep. punts today, net punting average of 54.4. Yeah. So he had a fabulous day too. Yeah. Same this might thing. be the best day the Browns special teams unit has probably like ever had. Agreed. I mean, they were fantastic in every fa- like the only thing that was missing today was like a punt or kickoff return for touchdown. Yeah. Like, and those don't happen very often in this day and age. Now that they've almost completely neutered the kickoff. Here's something. Uh this is completely <laughs> off target, but I'm 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 making sure I have my bets in before the Sunday night uh Sunday night game starts. Eagles or Dolphins? Who's scoring the first touchdown in today's game? Yeah, you might as well just say who's going to win the coin toss. Um, <laughs> I have a strange feeling Miami will get the first touchdown, but I think after that they're going to have a much tougher night, and the Eagles are ultimately going to win the game. That's that's just my opinion. Okay. That's, I mean, hell, the Eagles win the coin toss. They could go right down and score for right now. So True. Um. Yeah, so 
that's the other really big game of the day besides the one earlier between Baltimore and Detroit. Those were, you know, record-wise, the two best matchups of the day by far. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I just wanted to make sure that we, we showed the kicker some love because he has been fantastic. Yeah. The kicker, the kick block unit, the punter, they were all fantastic today and all played integral parts about winning this game. I mean, I, I even bring up a because again, you know, we give up a touchdown, we go three and out. We're punting from deep in our own territory. What does he do? He booms like a 62 yarder. We get a almost 60 yard swing in field position, which backed Indianapolis up. Like that's, that's just as significant as, as maybe not any play in the game, but that was a very significant play of the game. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, so we've already talked a little bit about it, but here we go. The AFC North, nobody lost last week. Nobody lost this week. Yeah. It's looking real tough out there in the AFC North, folks, right now. And again, we'll just talk about first with the Ravens and the Lions. I can't believe I bet the Lions. This is why you can't. You got to be really careful when you're going hard overhead and you're involving bets because. Yep. Uh, I I didn't I wasn't buying in on the Lions. Finally, they dragged me kicking and screaming. I decided to <laughs> make a bet on them today. And what do they do? They go to Baltimore and they get absolutely pummeled, thirty-eight to six. Thanks. Yeah. The Ravens. Thanks are, for the call. The Ravens and the Lions are now both five and two after this game. The Ravens are having a much better season than I anticipated at the start. They again, they've reached the win total I thought they were going to have all season. Uh, I don't know if I thought Lamar Jackson was going to get hurt in like week two or three. I guess yeah, that's what have. I was thinking. But uh, yeah, yeah. So the Ravens are in the division lead at five and two, and then don't look now. The Steelers, thanks oh. to a very questionable pass interference call, then a horrific spot, spot on yeah. fourth and one, which the Rams couldn't challenge because they were out of timeouts outside of two minutes. Really bad. Um, they end up defeating the Rams twenty-four to seventeen. So the Steelers are four and two. And of course, the Browns are four and two. Cincinnati yep. did not play today. That's probably a good thing because they probably would have won too. Uh, they were in last place at three and three. So you can say the Cincinnati Bengals were the big loser today. They didn't play. Everyone else in the division wins. Yeah. So hundred percent. Moomer Esiason made that point over on CBS just a little while ago. Yeah. So that's what happened to us last. Or uh, no, wait. Steelers were on the bye to last. To the Steelers week. last week. Yeah. Yeah. So. Bye weeks are not the friend of anyone in the AFC North right now. No. Hopefully the Ravens have a bye next week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure when their bye is. <laughs> anyway, going around the rest of the league here. So another team I put a bet on today was the Raiders. That didn't work. Boy. <laughs> the Bears. Listen, I can't make fun of you because I yeah, I even texted you. I'm like, the, the, the five games that you sent me were the five games that I were going to play. Bears look like the worst team in the league, and they're without their starting QB today. Like, I, I didn't think they had much of a chance, and yet they go and out they crushed. and they crushed the Vegas 30-12. to 12. So uh, the Bears go to 2-5. and five, The Raiders go to 3-4 and four with that defeat. Uh, speaking of another result you probably didn't see coming, the Patriots – uh, they defeat the Bills twenty nine to twenty five. You know, I tell you what, the Bills are, the Bills are rising to the team I hate most, just under the division rivals. Seems like they lose to all the teams we hate. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> is it is it too early to start calling? Maybe start 
thinking that they're fugues at this point because they have not looked good at all the last two or three weeks. Yeah, I mean, well, I'll tell you uh, what. They they got to be big Eagles fans tonight because if the, if the Dolphins beat the, the Eagles, the Dolphins move to 6-1. and one, Be two games clear. Be two games clear. I mean, luckily for Buffalo, they have a head-to-head win against Miami. That, but this, like, this is true. But still, like, that was the only game where they really looked great in over the last month. Yeah. So... I mean, they did. They were lucky as hell to beat the Giants last week, and I then know. they lose to the Patriots today. Yeah. So Buffalo not looking so good at four and three right now. Uh, another team that, yeah, this is another just. It seems like all the really bad teams, all the one and five teams, are all winning today. Another team that was one and five coming into the day, the Giants. Yeah. They played a really crappy game against the Commanders, but they come out victorious, fourteen to seven. Yeah. The Commanders have now lost to the Bears and the Giants. They'd be five and two if they would have just won those two games. Instead, they're sitting three and four. That, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, Ron Rivera is not going to survive this season the way it's going. Probably not. No, I I can't imagine as such. Uh, the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield were mistake prone and played a miserable game at home today, and a really important divisional game too. Desmond Ritter and the Falcons come out with a victory, sixteen to thirteen. The Falcons go to four and three, and I believe are now in first place in the NFC South. As the Saints lost on Thursday night to the Jaguars, the Buccaneers are now just three and three after starting three and one. Hmm. The NFC South's a pretty bad division. Uh, it's kind of a take your pick between Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans as to who's going to come out of there. But Atlanta definitely did themselves a solid today. <clears throat> and they climb to the top of the division lead with that. Going to the 4 o'clock window here, the Seahawks defeat the Cardinals 20-10. to Not a big surprise there. Again, the Browns play in Seattle next week. I believe Seattle's now 4-3 and with that victory. The Cardinals are not going anywhere fast. In fact, Browns play the Cardinals two weeks from now uh, as they come in. So, boy, if the Browns can get by out of Seattle with a win somehow, they'd be heavily favored against Arizona the next week. Yeah, you know, you'd be looking at six and two, but again, you know, who knows what's going to happen next week? We'll see about that. But Seattle gets back in the winning win column this week. The Broncos had a big lead early; they nearly coughed it all up, but they managed to hold on to beat Green Bay nineteen to seventeen. Again, another team that was one and five coming into today, they win. What is that? Five teams at one and five? They all won today? Like what yeah. in the world? So. Denver's 19, they win this game. Green Bay, I don't know what to make of Green Bay, honestly. I I don't, Casey was trying to trade me Jordan Love, telling me that I had bad fantasy quarterbacks at the start of the week. Like, I, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love's not any good. Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. Well, no. not any good today. The Packers just sputtered on offense for most of the day They before they came back late but fell short. Yeah. And then the Chiefs have now won six in a row since losing on opening night. Basically, when Travis Kelsey plays, they win, and they are now thirty-one and seven. They win thirty-one to seventeen over the Chargers. Who uh, another coach that doesn't look like he's going to survive this year is Brandon Staley. The Chargers are two and four. Pressure's definitely got to be mounting on him. You'd figure. So Dan, I mean, you've already said many times he's the dumbest coach in the league. Oh, he's the worst. Uh, not a good day for them today. So, yeah, the Chiefs, meanwhile, are 6-1. and one. They've basically already won the AFC West. Um, Mike, shout out. You thought the Broncos were winning this division. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, again, Monday, uh, Sunday night game, great game. Yeah. Miami versus Philadelphia. Yeah, both we're teams to, five and one. That game's about to kick off. So once as soon as we get off this, we're we're going right to watch that. That game was my Super Bowl choice, and I, that does look somewhat plausible the way things are going right now. Sure, you know. So I'm I've definitely got my popcorn ready for that game. And then Monday night, you've got the 49ers at five and one against the Vikings, who are two and four, but have won their last two games, and that might have been their fault because, quite frankly, if they were 1-5 coming into this week, they'd probably win, given that all the teams at 1-5 are winning this week. But 2-4 uh, and four coming in, we'll see how they do. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Maybe the Vikings win their third in a row, but this also could be a get-right game for the 49ers after they lost in Cleveland last week. So we will see about that. Going across the standings, first again in the AFC North, you've got the Ravens at the top five and two. Yeah. The Steelers and the Browns both four and two. The Steelers hold second place on a tiebreaker right now, and then Cincinnati in last at three and three. So again, congested. The Bengals lost a little bit of contact this week, but you know, again, they didn't lose this week. So, you know, they still have won their last two games. Looking around the rest of the AFC, the Browns are actually now your second wild card at 4 and 2. We're third place, but we're the second wild card now, yeah. the 6th seed as Buffalo lost today, so we moved in front of them. <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo is your number 7 seed at 4 and 3. Just behind them are the Bengals, the Jets at and the Texans at 3 and 3. Those are your teams that are just on the outside looking in yeah. right now. So so you look at the rest of the AFC today. Houston had a bye, Cincinnati had a bye. Indianapolis lost. You beat them head-to-head. Vegas lost. The Chargers lost. And the Bills lost. Yep. So pretty much all those other teams that you're battling for wildcard position for right now, they all lost. Bad day in the division. So, great day in the conference. Yeah, great day in the rest of the AFC. So that's that's the silver lining. All the teams that you know are going for playoffs and you know around not in the AFC North, they pretty much all lost today. So that's definitely something to, to be happy about. The NFC, the the 49ers and the Eagles have not played yet. They play these night games. They're five and one atop the conference. The Lions are now five and two with the three seed, and of course Atlanta, as I mentioned, is in first place in the NFC South as your four seed. Yeah. Dallas right now, Dallas and Seattle are the first two wild cards at four and two. So, and you play Seattle next week. So that is another. That's a big time game. You know, that could actually be a prime time game. Unfortunately, it's not, but. You know, no, four no. o'clock window. You got to figure that yeah, a know. good portion of the country is going to get that game for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Geno Smith v. <sighs> v. PJ Walker if Deshaun can't go. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe it's not the best quarterback matchup on the marquee, but well, know. I mean that that's what that's what that's what fans of that's what casual fans tune in for the Instagram generation. The Brown yeah. the Brown Browns fans are going to watch a Browns game no matter what. Seahawks games are going to watch the Seahawks games no matter what. Uh, most people are not. Most people who are not fans of both of those teams are not tuning in for that quarterback matchup. It's just not happening. Mm. They'll go apple picking at four o'clock or something like that. Apple picking does sound like a good fall activity. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a little chilly today, but you know, in this upcoming week it'll be warmer. Should be a nice week of uh, weather. It looks like coming up. Should be, which which will be cool. But mm. uh, but yeah. So so. That's pretty much where we are, and, you know, the unfortunate thing about this is now we get to go through another week of 
breathless Deshaun Watson speculation, which I'm sure that we're just all completely just over that at this point. Yeah. But um, like you said, it's a good thing we won the game because that would be uh, pretty much all anybody would be talking about and be a much more negative vibe going into Seattle. But, you know, thankfully we don't have to deal with that. Listen, I, I look I look for the defense to, to bounce back next week. Uh, if Deshaun can go, great. If not, you know, I've been I've been lamenting this every single game this week and I we haven't we didn't bring it up during our, our game recap. Can we get one game where we just not turn the ball over? Yeah. I mean, my God. Just stop throwing interceptions. Jeez. Deshaun had a pick, and P.J. Walker had one. You nearly had two. Second drive of the game. He didn't even get the chance to do it on the first drive of the game because Jerome Ford ran for 70-yard touchdown. Yeah. Just one game. And I guarantee you this is the defense, too. Just please, for the love of God, just right now with the defense we had and their play today notwithstanding, but for five out of our six games this year, all you have to do with the with the way this defense is, is playing, and I get it, this isn't 2023 sexy football, just run the ball and not turn the ball over, you're going to win a lot of football games with, with this defense. I mean, bottom line. But, again, I don't know if – did we win or lose the turnover? Or maybe we tied the turnover battle today. The Colts turned it over twice, I believe. They had the fumble, which was recovered in the end zone for a touchdown and an interception as well. So did we actually win? We might so I think actually... it was two two, wasn't it? Uh, Deshaun threw an interception. Did we? Who else did PJ and throw? PJ a pick? threw one. He nearly had a second that was initially called int on the field, but yeah, that was did. overturned. So, so again, we're six games in, six games into the season. We're four and two. We have not won the turnover battle once. At least we didn't lose it today. <laughs> Baby steps, progress. Oh man, so. Yeah, well, listen. It almost sounds like the way I'm talking that we lost today. To be honest with you, we didn't. Yeah, you've though. been a lot less positive about this game than I have. I mean, outside. Listen, I understand winning the game is all that matters, but outside of the fact that we won by one point, I mean, and Miles Garrett, again, Miles Garrett, and Dustin fantastic. Hopkins. Dustin Hobbs, okay, too. Um, we didn't we didn't look good today, but I guess. Every team is going to have games where you you don't look good and and you just got to grind it out. I guess I need to take solace in the fact is how many times in the past where we've played a game like we did today and lost? Lots of times. We did not lose today. Lots of times. So you I'll found take, a way to win. Yeah, I'll take that as the ultimate positive. We won. We're four and two. I just man, I would feel so much better about this as if the Steelers didn't fucking win and <laughs> four o'clock window. <sighs> How in the world do the Steelers keep doing it? It's so funny. Dude, they're cockroaches, It's not man. just us. Like, almost all the national analysts and everything just pan the Steelers. They say their offense stinks. Matt Canada yeah. needs to be fired. Kenny Pickett sucks. You know, and yet, somehow, and I think it's mostly defense, but, you know. It's they, defense and their, co- and their coach. They, they managed they manage to, to get on. And this is why, I mean, I had the Steelers in the playoffs. I, I don't think this is a fluke, guys. I think they're going to be here pretty much the whole – I mean, yeah, maybe we'll they're see. not going to win the division, but Mar Jackson goes down, they're going to have a chance to do that. But, yeah, you know, we'll – Boy, we'll that, 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 that Brown-Steelers game in Cleveland is going to be 
It's a big that, one. That, that's shaping up to be just all the division games in the back wow. half are going to be a big deal. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And at the minimum, you have and to go two. And I'm going to say that I'm not even so sure of that you might get away with one and two if you beat the other teams that you have to play. But I will say that the Steelers game here, I don't think is a must win. I don't think there's any chance that we win the division going two and four in the division. Oh, I didn't say win the division. Uh, that's if that's well, what that's, you meant. If that's what you meant, then yes, we well, need to win at least two that's, down the that, stretch. That's 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 a very real uh, possibility. Is winning the division right now? We're four and two. We're a half game out of the division lead. I, I my first my first focus is the division. You have to go at least two and one. Uh, uh, the, the the second half of the three games, you have to. That's um, necessary if you're going to win the division because you can't go below 500 in divisional play no, and, win. and win the division. No, unless you just I mean, like, unless, yeah, unless, unless you, you just literally like win everybody. Every, yes, unless you win outside. every other game except maybe like you lose an NFC game. Right, if you get beat by Seattle and you fin- or yeah, LA and or you somebody, finish, and you finish 12 and five, that you could probably win the division at 12 and five. It's possible, but um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Browns are four and two. I love that we're entertaining that thought. And again, it's possible. Right and again. Now. Because those freaking cockroaches won. Yeah, we're four and two. We're third in the division. Third place. So this is the glass half empty. The glass half empty is we're third in the AFC North. The glass yep. half full is we're sixth in the AFC and we're in the playoffs right now. Indeed. Right now, who's this? Uh, who's the third seed? The third seed right now. Wait a minute. So the Chiefs are one. The Dolphins are two. Who's three? Baltimore. So we'd be going to Baltimore in the in the wild card round. Well, it's either Baltimore or Jacksonville. Both are five and two. I don't know who's tiebreaker. Yeah, but it would either be Baltimore or Jacksonville. I want to win the division because I want a damn home game in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've we've had that one time. We've had a home playoff game since 1994. One. Yeah. 1994. <laughs> and we won ridiculous. that. And we won that playoff game, by the way, against the Patriots. That's right. Yeah. So, so four and two. Uh, we're gonna. Um, you know, we're gonna do the whole thing. You know, we we uh, we marinate on this game for 24 hours, and then we are on to Seattle. Yep. And uh, we will be previewing that game on uh, uh, LOTL this on Wednesday LOTL night. This Wednesday night, and uh, yeah, so Browns win, moved to four and two, and uh, yeah, we are gonna be celebrating a victory Monday. Victory tomorrow. Monday, baby. That's always a great thing. So. Uh, Next appreciate week, you guys listening. Next week we'll be doing this show immediately following the game, with the game being at four. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, tune into LTL this week. Uh, you can find us on social media at Stiffs McGee and at Daniel J Ford. You can follow the show at the LOTL Podcast, and uh, we'll catch you guys later this week. Uh, happy Victory Monday, everybody, and go Browns. See ya. Bye.